Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Good Grow Great Podcast. I'm Talia Toha and this is Growth Amplifiers. This is where we take certain concepts, certain things that are relevant to you right now, certain problems, certain issues that keep coming up and somehow doesn't get answered for you. And we talk about it, we unpack it, we deconstruct we deconstruct it here and we take it to the point where, okay, here are some potential action steps that you can then grab onto or you can then improve upon or you can then adopt and adapt however way that works for you such that you live a fulfilling and, and an enriched life in a way that is meaningful, in a way that makes you proud. And so today, I actually want to talk about this concept that we, a lot of us grew up with, and that essentially when you give, you become a, a doormat, right? People step on you, and you don't get to advance quite that mission and that goal that you've always been wanting. And so this concept is something that I feel like is insinuated and is hidden throughout the fabric of the way that we grew up, right? Think about it, because people keep talking about how well, if you do that, you're not going to go as far, right? Or if you do this other thing, you're going to have to sacrifice that other thing. So it's a very either or mentality that we grew up with, especially not just growing up with, but into adulthood, you start to kind of realize that particularly in the workspace, in the world of the professional world and the world of business, sports, right? Anything really, even the creative arts, music, uh, and filmmaking, you kind of see this throughout where you have a sense that perhaps people who've gone far, they have to step on a lot of toes and they have to create enemies. And I want to unpack that today and see whether or not this is true, whether this is false, whether there are alternatives, and whether you can actually do something that you're passionate about, that are also good, that are also purposeful, that also help other people and still earn handsomely. So this is something that I want to touch on for all of us before we dive in, you guys. Be sure to hit that add, collect, save, download, or subscribe button because the beauty of podcasts is that you can have it and you can download it. You can have it ready in your phone or in your tablet so that when you're out and about, you don't have any Wi-Fi or internet connection or any kind of cell phone reception. You still have this stuff to listen to. That way you don't waste your time, right? So let's do that. Let's hit it and let's dive in. Okay, so I am so interested in this question. Can you actually be a giver? Can you actually do good? Can you actually advance a social cause and still live the way you want to and still earn that freedom in doing whatever meaningful thing that you want to do. So traditionally, I feel like, I don't know about you guys, but I feel like this had been presented to me as polar opposites, right? If you're good, if you want to do good, and if you want to do things that are great and meaningful for the world, <laughs> right, you can't quite be as successful. This is what I feel has been projected. And on the flip 
flip side of it, if you want to be successful, you want to get, you know, you make tons of money, you want to get all of these things in your life, right? The good house and all of these things, you can't really do the fun and interesting things that maybe when you were a kid, you wanted to do. Think of arts, right? A lot of us were being taught by our own parents or our teachers or the society, whoever that might be, as we go going through life, we're being told that, well, there's no money in that, right? Or, oh, that's just kind of like a donation. Or, oh, that's just for, you know, that's just for fun on the side. You can't survive on that, right? On and on and on. There are these sayings that kept being repeated and without us realizing sometimes becomes a reality, right? To the point where we no longer question it and we no longer ask, is it though, right? Is it really the case that if you want to create a social change, make a meaningful impact in other people's lives, that you can't quite make the same amount as you wish or that you can't quite be as successful, that you can't still be a known name that people recognize as something that they look up to, right? On and on. So I wanted to see if this is actually polar opposites because um, in addition to those sayings that I keep hearing as I go into adulthood, I also keep say I also keep hearing that, you know, people who earn money in business or maybe they are selling something that they're sleazy, right? Think about the relationship that we have with even just the idea of selling something and that if you sell that it's not genuine and it doesn't really come from an authentic point of view. Is it though, right? Because if you think about it, some things that really change our lives, I know me personally, books that I love, movies that I love, even just experiences outdoors that I love, I have to buy into certain things. I have to buy, um, you know, equipment. I have to buy certain books. I have to buy certain movies, certain TV sets, right? I have to buy certain things to actually then enjoy that experience. So is it the case that when someone is profiting, that means the other person is losing? So my theory on this is, as I grew up, I thought that this was the case, but now I have a completely different perspective and you can feel free to agree, disagree, uh, improve, modify, right? Or take however way you want. But I just kind of look to every single person that's interesting to me, whether they're in entertainment, whether they are in in the food industry, whether they are in, um, again, that social impact space where they are actually doing social good, making a good change, they all have to sell something to me. They all have to share a message that I can either believe or don't believe. And the thing is, their cause and their mission and their vision will never have gotten to the point that it did unless myself and a handful of other people agree or disagree. And so when we agree, though, that means that we're consuming whatever it is that they're consuming, what, uh, you know, we're buying into whatever it is that they're, they're buying into. So my perspective right now is that no, they're not polar opposites. I don't think that when somebody profits, the other person has to lose. And I think this is really the root cause of some of the issues that a lot of people who wanted to advance their career, get a promotion, get a raise, a lot of people who want to grow their business, get new clients, right? All of these things, 
the reason why a lot of us are stuck in certain points is because we've been fed the idea that when we profit, other people lose. And we don't like it. We don't like it because as a whole, we believe in the goodness of humanity. So we don't like the idea that somebody had to lose, that I had to take something away from them. Some of you guys might, and if that's the case, this might not be the podcast for you. But I think as a whole, I believe that we as a whole, as a, a social animal group, as humanity, we believe that goodness has to proceed in laterally and parallel and in parallel with each other, if that makes sense. So when we benefit, other people benefit as well. And this is why I think the concept of giving has always been associated with, oh, it's just a foo-foo thing for those like weak people who don't want to do the hard things. I don't think so. I actually don't think so because I think that when you give, it is actually the biggest gift that you can give, not just to other people, not just to the people that you give to, but to you as well. Now, this obviously can come in different forms. It can come in the form of, you know, actual donations, but it can come in the form of offerings, programs, products, services, right? It can come in the uh, in the form of actually doing good work in the job where you're at. Those are all gifts, you guys. We're giving it to others. And in that sense, we're giving our abilities or knowledge or maybe the lack thereof, but just saying, hey, here's something, take it. What do you think? You know, And then it starts to become an exchange of information, an exchange of ways to support each other. And when you do this, surprisingly, it's a gift to you as well. This is actually the biggest surprise. And I remember a specific moment in my life when I, and I was obviously quite a bit younger. I think I might've been in my late teens or early twenties when this actual pivot happened. Uh, I used to be kind of a a very uh, secluded person. I used to be very introverted. I am still in a lot of ways, but a lot of times I just want to kind of be left alone. And I felt like that was the best way to protect my energy, to kind of stay true to myself. But there was a time actually I remember when, and I, I don't remember specifically how this came about, but I remember one day I just kind of say, hey, you know what? Let let me try being a lot more generous. And I did. I started to, I think at that point, I was just kind of, I started to give my friends in, in college, I started to give them meals, right? I started to drop by and just kind of say hello and just kind of uh, say, hey, how's it going? I hope you're doing well in your exam and so on and so forth. And when I experienced that, it was kind of a, an experiment, really. I didn't really come from a, a place of, uh, I think, goodness. A lot of that was selfish. I was like, hey, what is this in it for me? But what's surprising was that I, when I started doing that, I didn't want anything back. And I, I, and I started to get that feeling and understanding that this is actually more than about me. And it was the case where the action precedes the change, if that makes sense. So I started giving, I started becoming a lot more generous. I started to kind of pay attention to people around me. And when that happened, all of the selfishness, all of those worries of, you know, the fear of being rejected, the fear that I wasn't good enough, the fear that what I'm doing is not important enough, all of that to start to disappear. And I wasn't 
uh, I was no longer paying attention to those, which is kind of a surprising result and a surprising outcome. And the other surprising outcome from that experience was that I kind of came home a lot more fulfilled. I came home to my own room a lot more at peace. And there was no longer just kind of that feeling that, oh, you know, that's that constant tension that your life is not good enough, you know, and I think what happened there, and again, I'm not a psychologist, but from my own personal experience, it seems that when I place myself in other people's Uh, not just problems, but also successes in other people's lives and almost strip away that perspective that I have and put myself around other people's perspective, the ability to see other people, the ability to be a lot more other focus, them centric, them focus actually takes a lot of my problems away, which then leads me to go, okay, that means that a lot of the problems that I have were self-inflicted, right? It's all in my mind and all of these things. So when you think about what you want to do next and you're thinking, you know what, I really just want to live in a way that I'm proud of, that I don't have to kind of come home to and, and feel like, oh, you know, this whole day had just been awful. I just want to unwind, right? You want to kind of go home so that you can sit down And say to yourself or say to the people around you that you love, that you love what you do and you honestly mean it. You honestly mean it. I think this is so hard because we always think that this is a privilege. It's not. It's not a privilege. It's something that all of us should be able to say. And so when you think of something and you're creating something and you're wanting to advance something, you want to even get a raise or get, you know, start a new business, whatever it is. And yet at the same time, you want to do good. It doesn't have to be separate. I think it does not have to be two separate things. It can be a complementary thing. It can happen harmoniously and in alignment with everything that you believe in. And so I think for me, my biggest takeaway from that experience was that apparently giving is actually the biggest gift that I can give, not just to other people, but also to myself, which is a surprising outcome. Uh, but nonetheless, a very, very, I'm very, very grateful to have discovered that. And again, this doesn't mean that you have to give away monetarily. It doesn't mean that you have to give something away for free necessarily. It doesn't even necessarily mean that you have to donate X, Y, Z. It just means that when you are approaching things and, and, and the worldview that you approach has been informed by years and years of, you know, when you profit, someone else is not profiting. When you win, someone else is losing. When you kind of move away from all of those sayings and teachings that we've come to believe and you start to go into the perspective of giving and how can you be a go-giver, similar to what Bob Berg has advocated in his beautiful book, suddenly you realize that there is a lot more, that you are meant for more, and that's how you actually discover it. So I wanted to really quickly, though, share a story about Tom's shoes. Some of you guys know Tom's shoes. It's it's these really comfortable shoes that you kind of slip into, and I don't quite know exactly what they're made of, but they're very comfortable. I think it's a, it's a piece of, uh, it's some form of 
cotton linen of some sort, but they're very comfortable. You you walk into it, you slip into these shoes, and immediately you feel like you're just walking on your own two feet, but with a lot more support and cushion. And I think before Tom's actually became a household name, I read and I researched how apparently one of the founders, they actually started out with the mission of of actually giving one shoe for every one shoe sold. And it's kind of interesting, right? Because when you see that mission, a lot of times you're like, well, if you're thinking about growing a business and having like a, a way to put food on the table, you're going, well, how can you possibly earn enough to make that a sensible business? But they went ahead with this mission. So they went and travel all over the world and they share this mission with other people who want to join the similar, uh, the similar approach. And so for every shoe that they sell, one shoe is given for free to somebody else. And I think this is so interesting that Tom's now then become this multi-million dollar business, a household name. It's all, it's in almost every retailer in the United States. I'm not sure in outside of the United States, but it's a very common and uh, popular brand. And it's interesting how they started with a gift, right? They started with the mindset of once you sold, once you given. Now, obviously, we can talk about the profit margins. We can talk about uh, the, the fact that they do still have a little bit of, you know, numbers and figures that serve as a cushion to make sure that the, their operations still can roll and can still grow. Of course, all of those, of course, is up to you. How much, how little, right? What that behind the scenes numbers look like, how you want to approach it. But the truth is, when you look at this case, and actually now many other cases where social entrepreneurs decide on a cause, and they want to move it forward, you realize that, yes, you can still earn while making a social impact, that it doesn't have to be two separate things, that it doesn't have to be polar opposite, that it doesn't have to be, uh, you know, the big brother wins and the little brother loses. It doesn't have to be the case. Everybody can win in their own way. Everybody can support each other. Everybody can join and link arms and walk side by side towards one common goal. And if you are the originator of that goal, so be it. And if you are the person who started, so be it. And I think it's really encouraging to see cases like Tom's and to even just experiment on your own personally, how this feels like at a macro and at a micro level, I should say, and start exchanging things with one other person, right? Start to give and, and start to kind of be generous about and having an abundance mindset, which I think we can all do and we can all continue to improve upon. So that's one that I think um, has been discovered in this study. And I think the other thing that really surprises me about this case study is that what you're passionate about does not necessarily always have to be separate from what you do for a living. And I think there's this misconception that, oh, if you love what you do, if it's a hobby, right, if you do it for fun, there's no way you can make money from it. Or if you want to make money that you can't do all of those things. I think I'm talking specifically about art. I'm talking specifically about hobbies that maybe your friends and family think, well, that's weird, you know, whatever it is. 
I don't think they necessarily always have to be separate. Of course, you can keep them separate if you want to. That's perfectly fine. But if you feel like your work and your life at home are in conflict with one another, how can you do things in a way so that they are no longer in conflict? And if you approach it from that perspective and start to test different ways and methods to make that work for you, specific to you, specific to your life, you'll actually discover that, huh, this is actually possible. So that's the second thing that I would encourage is to be open to the the fact that they don't have to be separate from one another. And of course, the first one that I shared that they don't have to be polar opposite is that not everyone is able to give so generously because of their life situations, right? If you don't have enough to begin with, if you don't have the funds to start something new, if your family situation is not supportive or it's not conducive to doing something, that's fine. That's fine, right? A dollar means something. I think we all kind of try to work up and just kind of brack up this these grand visions, all of which are great. But when we're stuck in that grand vision, and we don't start to bring it back down to ground level and start to think of, okay, how can I start it right now where I can? And I think it's a big mistake to kind of stay in the clouds because however much you can contribute while other causes are advancing, be it yours or other people's, is still something, right? It is still something. And that's why when we look at some big, big businesses, even people who started from zero, they start from their garage. They start by, you know, selling to their friends and family. They start by actually doing it at night in the evening for 30 minutes every day or one hour here and there when their kids are napping, when they are nursing, when they are commuting, you know, so wherever you can start there. It doesn't have to be this fancy equipment that you need all of these things. Of course, you can keep adding and it's never going to be enough, but start where you are. So important. Now, the other thing that I think is really interesting about this concept is that, uh, again, when I was super nervous, super scared, I usually am way too worried about how I'm doing. (laughs) And selfishly, I would think of, oh, is this good enough? So when that imposter syndrome kicks in, and so if you want to kind of uh, listen a little bit more on that episode, the episode is episode 88 on imposter syndrome that you can dive into some more. Uh, When that starts to kick in, though, think again about the perspective of giving. And as Simon Sinek always says, I am here to give, right? And so coming from that perspective of, I know that I'm nervous, I know I want something this way to work out this other way or whatever it is. But when you're looking at things from other people's point of view, it's our, our problems start to, to look a lot smaller, which is so interesting, right? It's so interesting. Um, So there's a lot of, you know, us, us, us involved in, in self-doubt, fear of rejection, being stuck and um, unable to grow something. There's a lot of that. And, and yet the times when you say, you know what, I'm here to give, that's when you start to unlock some amazing, amazing potential and just amazing, amazing ways that you can actually be the light that you're meant to be. So it's so, so important. So 
Uh, I want to share with you a few action steps. I want to share with you a few action steps that you can dive into after this episode, because the question is, how can you start doing this today? How can you actually start to become unstoppable in your uh, giving, right? Whether that's for profit, whether that's nonprofit, right? Again, shift that perspective that giving is just nonprofit, that giving, that taking means somebody else is losing. No, not at all. So a few action steps, you guys, is that uh, the first one is remember and think about and ground yourself on what you're passionate about. And this can change over the course of the years, but if you don't already have a particular thing or person or cause or a problem that you're passionate about, and by passionate, I don't always have, to, I don't mean that you have to like cure cancer or anything, though that's obviously really important. Let's say that you're just passionate about, I don't know, making juices, you know, or you're passionate about going running, or you're passionate about writing a one page email to, you know, your colleagues, and that's your thing, whatever it is that you're passionate about, ask yourself, what ways can you incorporate it into your business? The more you enjoy it, the more fun, the more it feels like you're just giving your time for, for a cause that you believe in for something that you've always believed in and something that you always do anyway. Um, the more likely whatever it is that you're trying to grow, will continue to grow. And so just watch, just watch and listen and take a look at how immense, immense changes will start to unravel in front of your eyes to the point that you're going to go, I cannot believe this. I cannot believe that this is picking up steam because, um, but you should, because this is something that you're passionate about. So always try to ground your work and your life on things that you're passionate about, whether that's um, something that you want to change because you don't think it's good enough out there or something that you already love, right? So passion involves uh, things that um, are somewhat, you don't have to kind of get, wake yourself up and jazz yourself up. You're already jazzed about, right? And it's okay for that to change over the course of the years, of course. So that's the first thing, right? Number two is you can ask yourself, what is the smallest yet most meaningful step that you can take that can make the biggest difference right now? right? Right now, not tomorrow, not next week, not next month, not even next year. But right now, what is the smallest step that you can take that is meaningful that you know can make the biggest difference? Now, I'm going to leave the researching to you. I'm going to leave all of that to you because I'm sure if you guys are listening to this podcast, you're already a purpose-driven individual, those who believe in your own craft. But if you answer this question, a, not only is your work going to flourish and thrive, B, you're also still going to win back that freedom that you already deserve in that you get maybe one hour extra a week here and there to just take off on a random Wednesday afternoon, right, when you want to. All of these are possible if you think very, very thoughtfully and methodically about small, meaningful steps that you can take now not tomorrow, not a maybe next week and next month, right now. And I think a lot of people get stuck because they jump straight again to that grand vision and they forget that to get to the top of the mountain, a certain amount of walks can really take you far. One thing at a time, take that one step and that's it. 
And then once they're done with that one step, okay, what's the next step? And then what's the next step? And that's it, you guys. Don't think about the hundredth step because that's a big pull. Mentally, that's much difficult, more difficult to do than I just need to do this one thing. And then the next hour, okay, I'm going to do this other thing, right? So just keep it moving, keep it light, uh, but ground it on the things that you're passionate about. And thirdly is... For me, I've shared this in uh, again in that episode on imposter syndrome. Uh, the episode number is episode number 88, and we talk about JK Rowling in that context. But for me, the way to go about this is to not be married to a certain type of outcome. Do not get married to a certain type of outcome that we have in mind. And some of the worst meetings that I had were the ones where I'm so attached to the outcome. Like I want something to, uh, you know, end up this way. Or I want this person when I was younger to give me this job, right? Or when I was just starting out years ago, I was like, oh, I really want to be at X at this at the end of this year, Right. Do not get married to a certain type of outcome, but get married to really the commitment and the process and the happiness of the process. The more open you are to other options, alternative, and ironically, (laughs) the more successful the outcome will become. Life is funny like that, right? If you try to control the outcome, the outcome will control you. But if you own the process, right, and you take ownership of the process, the process will not take ownership of you. And this is the beautiful thing about this concept is that when you focus on something that's immediate, something that you can give, something that you can do at the time, whether that's to other people, your audience, your students, right, your clients, your business, your employer, whatever it is, if you focus on that just one thing at a time, your day gets easier, you know, because you're not trying to envision a reality that doesn't yet exist. It's great to keep those goals and visions in mind. And I know that in the personal development world, people always talk about that, write your goals, right? Keep in mind what you want to do in the next five years or 10 years, all good. But once you're done with it, keep it in the back burner. You know, don't, don't let that rule your life. I think that's really my biggest takeaway from that approach. So all of these things and more, I really, really want to encourage you to take this approach, right? Deconstruct it, rip it apart, put it back together in the way that works for you, right? It's like a puzzle piece. Somebody creates the puzzle one way. And for you, you'd rather focus on one area of the puzzle, or it's almost like cooking this beautiful dish, right? Um, There's multiple different ingredients. And I'm doing, I'm doing my dish this one way, you're doing this five star dish this other way, because that's what works for you. And that's what you love to consume. And that's what you love to do. So really, really taking ownership on the process of giving, not because you want to get necessarily, but because giving really is the biggest gift that you can give, not just to others, but to yourself as well. And most people don't believe this, but the minute that they start doing it, they're like, oh my goodness, my life is all the more enriched. and It's all the more fulfilled because I'm able to do the same to other people and other people get to be as fulfilled and as enriched as I, um, as I am as well. So growth solvers, all of these things and more. If this resonates 
with you in one way or another, hit that subscribe, follow, at or collect button because we are going to be sharing more ways that this can be a reality, more ways that this can be something that you can then improve upon, digest, adopt, adapt, share, all of these things. And we're going to be sharing real life people uh, and uh, people who are just starting out, people who are already established, household names, people who are um, that you know and love dearly and that you look up to. So whatever it is and wherever it is that you're doing it, keep doing it. Uh, obviously, continue to solve for growth, continue to solve for that fulfilling life because uh, you're worth it and you earn it and it's important. So grow solvers until next time. Let's keep at it. Thank you.